What's up, everybody? Of course, of course, you've got the two crazy guys from the Wicked Crazy Pinfalls area. I am your host of the Bodyslam.net slash Roundtable uh, podcast, uh, NXT host. You've got my buddy here, the man himself, the head of the table of the Wicked Crazy Pinfalls. Also a really good friend of my uh, friend, Big Money Drew. What's up, Drew? How you doing? Hey. It feels weird actually having you doing this, considering we usually do this on Thursdays. Yeah, we usually do this on Thursdays, and it's usually these bickering, annoying people that are around us while we're trying to do a show professionally. So it's nice that uh, it's just the two of us, and it's much more chill and relaxed, and we get to talk about what I would say was a pretty decent show. If I was doing grading like I used to on Cage Seats, I would give it a B-. minus. So look at him dropping names on cage side right there. (laughs) Other than that, one of the things is is that this show was really good from top to bottom between, you know, some of the vignettes. We had a debut and stuff and the main event basically was the cherry on top. The the whole thing started with uh, Breaker coming out, you know, spitting his booty as he usually does, trying to get into fights. Zigo come out basically saying the same thing as Santos Escobar did the last couple of weeks. It's on my time. Um, and that pretty much set up the night where it was just, you know, a bunch of uh, great matches, but people are talking for the most part. What did you think about Breaker? Basically, it's basically going to give you the into the, the main event for Stand and Deliver, which is going to be Ziggler and Breaker. What do you think of this whole segment right here? Yeah. Um, this was kind of like a, a a blast from the past, if you will, of uh, just watching how Dolph Ziggler used to be years ago. Uh, you know, the singles guy, the, the really good talker, the really, really, really great seller, really great wrestler. Um, the main of you know, we're talking about the the, the opener, but the, the main event, man, was he was he back to like 2013, 2014 Dolph in that main event? That was just fantastic. I'll even um, go further. It was almost like he was back with like AJ Lee, the whole, you know, his first run as a world champion yeah. kind of thing where yeah. he it did not do anything wrong and everything just worked out just in the right ways. Yeah, it was, it was very good. I, I, uh, the crowd, the crowd for these NXT shows, they're an interesting bunch because, you know, they uh, they react to some stuff and then they don't. Like we'll go talk about a segment that happens a little bit after this with Toxic Attraction. That, whew, God Almighty. Um, but yeah, uh, I would have I would have liked for them to be a little bit more reactive to this promo because I really enjoyed it, but. Um, it almost felt like at some points of it it, during this promo it was a little stiff at best because they were trying to push it but it looked like Ziggler basically carried the majority of the segment here it's it it, it would like I would have liked to see you know Braun literally take the you know more initiative into it that's why I tell people just you know hold back on judgment on Breaker as a whole as a talent until you see how he does with multiple pressures. He's had one huge, well, two huge matches. He's had Champa as a, a, you know, a match. And then he had just Escobar the other day. 
uh, last week actually for Vengeance Day. So I mean, it's interesting to see how they're building him up. I mean, Ziggler is the big fish in all this, but you know, I won't be shocked if they put Tommaso before Stand and Deliver just as an obstacle, or better yet, you you might see a triple threat at Stand and Deliver too. Based off of uh, what they did at the end, could be possible, though it did seem like now that it was already announced pretty much, well, I mean, not officially announced, but you know they're not going to have Breaker announce two of them versus him and and Ciampa if they weren't going to actually do it. So, I mean, will it be to do that, or will it be to build to a triple threat? Only time will tell after next week. Uh, but I, I did, you know, particular putting Breaker over while knocking him down a little bit. I, you know, I like stuff like that. So I thought it was a great opening segment. Yeah, basically building him up just to destroy him kind of thing. Kind of like what you do with a few people that we know. Yeah, I try. <laughs> well, if you guys haven't checked anything else out, um, donate a body slam yeah, a slam fantastic chat or whatever they it's called. Sorry, it's been a long day, twelve ten hour day work day. Um, go support the site at bodyslam.net. You know, it's they do amazing work over there. Um, giving you guys the up-to-date news on wrestling and other things. Um we'll go straight into the, the Dusty Cup stuff because of the fact that I feel like we should cover that stuff first and then some of the other points on there because there's some matches they set up. Uh, for next week, which is re- really interesting to me. But Dusty Cup, we had, you know, like we had two really good matches on that. We had uh, the Diamond Mine versus K- Casey and Caden, which to me was really good. It's These matches were really good matches, but they're not like, you know, some of the matches at Vengeance Day were, you, even though it was like a takeover-esque, in some of these matches on the Dusty Cup for the men were like barn burners. It was an okay match overall. It introduced a new member to the Diamond Mind, and it also, you know, gave Caden and Casey more shine on them and show them that they they could be a threat in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, so full disclosure, I actually did not think that they were going to win. I thought that Ivy Nile and her partner, uh, what's her partner's name? I'm looking at the graphic now. Tatum, uh, Tatum, what? Paxley? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that 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 was a surprise. I actually thought that they were going to win. So I I had pretty much like circled in who I thought was going to win for the first round. I had Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray winning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I had Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley winning. And that surprised me when uh, Casey and Caden won. Um, they're good wrestlers. I mean, all four of them are good wrestlers. And I was not expecting it because I thought that Ivy was going to build momentum with uh, the Creed brothers winning the men's Dusty Cup. So now I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next week with our other... Uh, the next bracket, you know, the other end. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, with that match with Kaylee Ray and EO, you already knew it was going to be 
you know, them pulling out of it and winning it. I know it sounds like a mini squash to my, the way I look at it, but it, it was, it was just like, it built the other team up, getting them some notoriety and stuff. And then you already knew how the ending was going to be, but now we have a really good second round match on the other, on that beginning bracket with KEC and Caden, and you've got EO and Kaylee Ray literally it's going to be high flying flashy yeah. it's going to be you know technical in some points but it's going to be a really good match i wish that match was next week not in a couple of weeks when they get to the semis but yeah it, it's interesting to see how that plans out um the opening match grayson waller versus la knight oh boy Go ahead, Re- recap this for the folks, and then uh, I'll give my my thoughts. The this whole thing started because of freaking wall with a few a few back a few months back with you know war games and stuff. But I think what it's interesting about this is that they threw the storyline about the restraining order out when they realized there were so many kinks into it, and now they have the match with Waller. I mean, it was a really good match. Waller got some offense into it. And on top of that, you got LA trying to prove how great he is, but it, the match ends up with a, you know, grab on the tights and, you know, Waller wins, but LA comes out uh, afterwards, gets up and looks at the ref and literally hits his finisher on both his, uh, his bodyguard. I can't remember his name. So I'm sorry if I'm off today. And, um, you know, I have no Waller. idea because I never paid attention to it. <laughs> well, I'm Waller also. I should be paying attention to it. It's just today's been one of those crazy days. So if I'm a little off, you know, it's kind of that. Um, it, it's it's nice to see them finally lock up after having a couple of weeks build up. The problem is the ending of this match was not a definite finishing. So, I mean, we're probably going to see them in about two weeks and it's going to keep going, which <laughs> I'm kind of okay with because it gives LA Knight something credible to do during this time to get up to stand and deliver. But in, in the end, the, this whole feud's going to end up, you know, taking somebody a step back instead of a step forward, I think. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. Um, because my biggest thing with it is that I don't know where this goes after LA Knight based off of everything that Grayson Waller's been doing, which is not that much. I mean, his biggest achievement is the Johnny Gargano thing. Um, and that was like, what, like two and a half, almost three months ago now at this yeah. point, right? So what's he been doing since then? Doesn't seem like much. I mean, Waller, the only great thing Waller's done recently, other than having this feud with LA Knight, is that he started um, on social media feuding with AJ Styles, and AJ came down and obviously does what AJ does best. And and I'm happy that AJ, by the way, on a side note from NXT, since he was in NXT for like one match that he did resign. So I, I hope he goes down to NXT a little bit here and there to teach people some stuff, you know? Yeah, it, that it's well worth that. But is there an upside to Waller? Yes, a lot of people like him, and a lot of people literally don't like him. Um, he kind of reminds me, and and this is going to be like um, a little bit 
of a kind of a tipping of a hat kind of thing, like a compliment almost, is that he kind of reminds me of early Miz. Like where he was coming in as a reality star and everybody just didn't like who he was and like stories of the NXT locker room kicking him out and stuff like that it was almost coincided with that. You mean uh, you mean this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this was the first thing you saw. You saw the words, right? Yeah, um, this is the first thing uh, that I ever bought on WWE Shop back in like 2013 or something. I think it was 2014. Uh, I so you know you could see I was I I was a fan of that character. So sorry, go on. I just wanted to show that off. Yeah, it it's for me. I I could see some of that and you know the whole social media aspect of it with waller it it makes perfect sense because a lot of times people consider social media in their own eyes is reality tv when you know some of this stuff gets taken out of context um but the match ends with you know waller winning and knight saying they're not done we're gonna end up seeing this for a couple of times and which for me is okay to see (sighs) because you know it shows the LA Knight has something that he's working with, working towards. Other than that, I mean, it, we'll see where this goes. Um, it, it's just so interesting to see what WWE slash NXT decides to put in front of us and be like, okay, this is how it's going to end. But it it, it should have ended tonight in general. It should have, but uh they you know really like dragging things out and as we saw a couple of times tonight also to drag it out they do the either an interference to lead into a match or then uh hey you who did something wrong you and your partner are now are gonna go with me and this guy that's like you know it's that stuff that happens all the time and it's it's it works sometimes i'm not gonna say that it doesn't work all the time but you know, it it's it just gets so tiresome sometimes. And then the thing too about um the thing too about Grayson is that they already have like the social media guy on the main roster right now. The you know, they brought in Logan Paul. Funny you just mentioned the Miz. They just brought in Logan Paul and he's like a pseudo Logan Paul type, but as much as I dislike Logan Paul, Logan Paul is better than Grayson Waller. So, you know, at least in that in that aspect of like the social media, you know, all that nonsense that Grayson Waller's character is into. But other than that, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just the referee looked kind of dumb in this too because, you know, his bodyguard was just so clearly hanging on to him there right in front of the referee. So that was kind of a weird booking for that match, for the end of that match. And yeah, I mean, it was, uh, was something, something to, it was a finish to make sure that there was a beat down to make sure that this was continuing. And I'm not really a fan. I mean, that's how it usually is, right? There's always something that leads into something for beatdown and all that stuff. That's it, it, it's a good example. Like like you said, look at how the the segment with Pete Dunn and Camaro Hayes, where they're trying to set up the North American title, 
and Grimes comes in and destroys the place, and then you get into that mat a match, and you know it it's always a way of a pattern that they go by a lot of times. Yeah. It's That's just a greater I, pattern. Well, I mean, it isn't, but it, it gets you to the next point. It's always not the destination. It's not the journey. It's the destination. And they're trying to get it along in some way. And like, we had an impromptu match and, you know, it, Hayes is just a really good person on the standby, but I mean, I can't remember. It's, Bad today, it really is. Like who my you, memory's gonna who, shot. Who, who's with Carmelo Hayes? Yeah, Trick Williams. Trick Williams. Yeah, you, I'm sorry. I know I'm horrible no, today. It's just been a long day. Ten hours of work today. Um, I don't. I don't put any blame on you for that. So don't worry. <laughs> well, I mean, the, it, with Trick and Car and um, Grimes, that match was pretty decent. That yeah, Roundhouse kick. That roundhouse kick was really interesting when it connected to, um, but obviously Grimes was carrying most of the load on this match. And there's sure. our producer. What's up, bud? Hi. Hi. Hello, Mr. Franchise player. What are, you, what are you up to? What's up, guys? Just checking in on the podcast. Make sure you guys are having a blast. You know, uh, talking <laughs> about NXT 2.0. Yeah, considering the host's brain's a little bit fried from working so much like you do, so it's yeah, it's great. Man, you guys are you guys are killing the game, man. I'm proud of you guys. Um, show looks good. You guys uh, look good. So uh, yeah, I just want to drop in and be like, uh, you guys are stars, and uh, thank you very much for allowing me to to partake in the uh, the uh, beauty of this uh, podcast. Well, I mean, you are the beautiful. lead producer. Oh, look at BB's flirting with Drew. <laughs> you guys have a good night. <laughs> you chased him away. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. It, we were just all freaking joking and stuff like that, anyways. I know. I know. Um, but I mean, we'll get it, we'll get into uh, you know we'll get into more. I'll I'll be talking about some men on the show this evening oh, so we'll uh we'll get there we'll get there but i mean for everything else the match was pretty decent you know like i said you know grimes was carrying a lot of the load with trick and it ended up in grimes fashion with the cave in but the one spot that was interesting was that cross body where trick didn't realize grimes was behind him so I don't know if that was a botch or not, but that could be considered as much. Yeah, there were. I saw. I did notice in this match there were a couple of spots that looked not timed very well. Uh, there was. A, I remember there was an elbow from Trick to to Grimes that kind of looked like he missed a little bit or somebody went a little too soon. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean the match itself was okay, uh, not awful by any means. I mean, two of those punches that Trick threw, where he went down and threw it and just stood there, I was like, what is this, Street Fighter? Like, the guy, it's like Ryu, you punch him and he just stands there waiting for you to just back go back. And the camera angle on one of them literally saw him throw it and he just stood there, crouched down, and like, it's like, there's no reaction. Grimes just, just take, took the hit and he just looked right back at him. It's like, yeah. So, 
it, it, it's going to end up leading. We're probably going to have a rematch probably for stand and deliver triple threat. The, the way these are shaping up, they're going to be two triple threat matches. If I think stand delivers two nights. So I think if on night two, it might be Hayes done and grinds. So deliver two nights. I think it might be. I don't know. I don't remember that. I remember just hearing that it's like early afternoon on Saturday and then um, WrestleMania to two night thing. Saturday yeah. night, Saturday night. Um, well, they had stand and deliver last year. It was two nights, too. So, Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that. Hence why it was stand, and then they delivered. It was like a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday and a Wednesday or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm not really that. Uh, I don't I don't really know the, the history of NXT, the recent NXT, at least. I'm more of a 2014, 2017-18 NXT guy. Yeah, that was last year's NXT. But it, but if they are going to set this up, I think you put Hayes, take the title off Hayes, make him chase after and put it on Grimes for a little bit and then have Dunn figure out what his next move. I think he's end up going to go to the main roster in some fashion. And I don't know, maybe it would be great to see him and Sheamus go at it. That would be a freaking insane thing. Yeah. Um, you got a vignette with the Creed brothers coming out. Oh God, these vignettes are so can be so good or so bad sometimes during uh, during the course of it. And they were basically Malcolm Bivens. Oh my God, he makes Malcolm everything. He's Bivens makes everything better. It, it's like the cherry on the on the cake, basically, when it comes yeah. to when he's in it. He calling out freaking Imperium, telling them how much they they don't match up to. The Creed Brothers and stuff, and Imperium comes out. Uh, I can't call him Gunther. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, Maybe I got to. But it comes out and starts saying, basically saying how the mad is sacred. Talk, basically, talking trash. And you had, you know, so uh, Sono come out and literally all of them brawling out. So now you have a couple of you have a match next week. With Walter and um, Sono, I think that's his name. And like I said, so tired. Um, that you got that match for next week, and that's Solo Sokoa. Sokoa, yeah. keep on Sono. Why? It's what's wrong with me tonight? <laughs> um, so you got that match next week, and oh my god, that is going to be one of the physical matches we got. Yeah, I'm like looking forward answer. to that actually. Oh my god, I want to see them freaking walk around like with strong and Gunther literally freaking bruised everywhere. That is going to be an awesome match. So, it what are your expectations for that match anyway? Since we're talking about it, because. You know, Imperium literally it's going to end up setting up a three-way match anyways before stand and deliver in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean With these six people. We know we know how the, you know we know how it goes. It's yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> and uh, it's just it's gonna, gonna be, be fun very, to see it. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. Um first first mail I will talk about today that I did not I did not see this coming at all because I don't really pay attention to him that much. But uh Fabian Eichner. Mm-hmm. That is one attractive Italian man right there. I have to tell you. Um sick in the right places. But anyway, the point is oh, that my. the point is that come on, you know I gotta do it to you. Um 
Yeah, so uh, I am very much looking forward to Solo Sokoa and Gunter. Uh, I might have done that actually pretty well for the first time ever, <laughs> and I'll never do it again. Uh, that'll be that'll be very good because I I enjoy Gunther. Okay, I'll do it again, and I enjoyed uh, Solo Sokoa's little thing with someone whose name I'm not remembering. The guy who took over that gimmick with the face paint and whatever. Yeah, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah, so I I I, I I'm completely expecting this to be a great match because. The two involved are very great wrestlers. Yeah, and it's just going to be one of those matches where that has to be the main event. Like, that has to be mm, the main event. Week, if it's next week, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the main event what players happened? of this week are going to be the main event. Yeah, that's how it usually is. But if it wasn't any other thing, that would be like, for me... That's the match next week that when they do that, it's going to steal the show. Like everybody is going to pay attention to it. Thank you so long, Dick. Um, but I, I, that when they go at it, oh my God, people are going to talk about it. it. If Sokoa and Gunther have like the barn burner, like they he had with Dragovich. Because it could shape up to be that way. It's a possibility for me, at least, to see that that how physical that first match with Dragovic and Walter was. It could be almost that one just for this version of Walter. Yeah. Gosh. Um, and then we got our first debut, uh, Nikita Lyons, of all people, um, who all these vignettes were going up up to her were very interesting talking about the musical aspect of it about fighting and how she's trained in martial arts and stuff like that have you caught some of these vignettes with her to set her debate debut up and what did you think of them originally yeah i i didn't see all of them i know i've seen at least one or two um I know that it got the classic internet treatment of, oh, she's doing X, Y, Z, and I don't like that, so this is going to be immediately trash. Like the Wendy Chu thing was, like the, you know, other things I can't even think of, but you know what I'm talking about. Like The, oh, the Wendy Chu one made me smile, like literally just like Dakota's walking around looking yeah. for her. Oh, no, I like, like that. Um, I'm just saying, like, it's like when something, before you really see it, happen people are already going oh this is going to be terrible so it kind of like gives you this preconceived notion um and it's not um it's not great to go into something like that because you really want to focus on it for yourself and you want to have your own opinion instead of listening to what other people are thinking um there was another character too that everybody thought was like the sailor moon thing i'm forgetting mm -hmm. her name now and I really enjoyed that last week with her presentation, but um, you know what I'm talking—you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Um, yeah, like they are trashing that, and then oh, you know, I see it last week, and I was a big fan. Actually, I thought it was really great. I thought the presentation was great. I thought her finisher was oh, it was a killer finisher. I loved it. Um, 
So I would say the same for Nikita Lyons because, you know, she didn't come to the ring rapping. She didn't, to be honest with you, I thought she was light years better than that stupid daddy's girl character that they're doing right now. Oh, you mean Tiffany? Yeah. Ugh. Don't give a crap about that at all. That was that's terrible. Uh, I I I will happily pick this over that happily. Um, and I thought that she had a really good debut. I do. Um, I think that she 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 showed some good stuff, and the crowd was behind her, so that was a good thing. And also, uh, her finisher was uh, interesting. Uh, you can yeah, NXT they like to likes to be about you know bodies and sex, but uh, I actually I you know her finisher is different. She's doing the splits on a on somebody and pinning them. And uh, hey, it works. The, it's not match, you know it's not for me. It's not for me. You know I, what I'll I mean? say this much, but the the match for me was okay. It was you know she was giving her opponent a good amount of work uh, work and stuff like that just to set that up. But I mean, for a debut match, I was very happy with it. Yeah. I was very, for the move set and everything else. Is there more to grow on it? Yes, I, I see that eventually her possibly getting into the main event slot at some point and probably in the next six seven months because you know they're going to need somebody against Mandy. So I mean, I think Nikita Lyons could get up to that point probably quick. Um, but I want to see more of what WWE has in store for her. I, I'm hoping that if she gets to where I say I could see it, but I don't want anybody to criticize and say, hey, you put too, this person too high on a pedestal compared to on their debut compared to this. I mean, uh-huh. you also got to remember a lot of people who debut in NXT some of them have a lot of hype around them and stuff. And these vignettes were really good, really well produced. So it had me interested to see her first match. And now that she's now in NXT, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. It all depends on who they put in front of her to make the, make it succeed. Now, a serious contender for her, since we're talking about her and her debut and stuff, um, I could see her and, you know, Raquel go at it. Raquel Gonzalez go at it and have a barn burner of a match. I see, I could see her in like Kaylee Ray kind of thing. I think Nikita Lyons adapts to styles. I'm and that's interesting. Very, so. I, uh, one person that came to mind immediately was Dakota Kai. I think they'd have a really great match. That that would be interesting, especially with the martial arts background she has and everything. I, I would literally be excited to see a match like that. I think, uh, like, if she does a War Games, that could set up a lot of stuff because, yeah. you know, we do yeah. have a War Games coming up at the end of the year. We already know that much. Um, but if they had a mid-card title right now or right off the bat, I think she would get that. Like, the IC title is for the main roster. If NXT had a women's IC title version of it, I think she would get it and then get a shot at whoever's the NXT champion. Yeah. But eventually what will end up happening is that they'll put the title on her and she'll succeed. I think she all the tools are so. there though. It's just 
all the tools are there. It's just how NXT and WWE will perceive it and see how it goes from there. So that's that's where uh, you get into some 50-50 territory. You just got to leave it up to Vince. And uh, I, I honestly on. think with her, or with her, I think it's going to be different because I think what they'll do is they'll put they'll do what they did with Braun, basically, if that makes any sense. They'll put you know some opponents to build it up, kind of like you know people who are in development in NXT that are getting TV time because they're improving. But I think for her, putting these people in front of her will build her up, and then they give her a big opponent like Dakota because it's to include, a lot of people, including me, think Dakota's the measuring stick in NXT for the women's division, and that's not a anything. I mean, Natty does that, and Natty's very successful. So I think Dakota is that in that position, but I think Dakota is also due for a women's title match where she actually wins the title. So I think if Nikita Lyons beats Dakota before Dakota decides to go, you know how they like doing that, bringing somebody who loses into the title picture and Dakota finally wins the title, that gives Nikita Lyons the credibility to go after the NXT title because she said, I beat Dakota. We're fantasy booking here, but still, it's NXT. Yeah, I mean, I, I could easily. I see love that NXT happening. though. I don't love it, but it's better than how it started. At least the 2.0 version, at least. It, uh, and and the franchise even said it. It's almost like they're going back to where they used to be, where they started, based with the original NXT and building up. Give credit to him; he was just here a second ago. You know. He's an amazing dude, uh, holding that title very, very, very tightly for the Roundtable podcast, or if I may say, he is producing this show. So you know, it, while we had, yeah, you can hear me, and I'm giving him credit. It, it's he's the prediction was Warfare Champion, rightfully so. By the oh, way, he won that. Yeah. Oh, that he didn't win. He, he did well. Your match, you didn't accept his match. Remember. <laughs> What do you mean? The challenge he laid out on uh, on Twitter stating that he challenged you for the belt for the roundtable podcasting warfare title belt. If he's listening, he can pop that. in if he wants and clarify this. Well, I don't ever remember that. Because I, we, I basically re- sent you the whole thing and you're like, oh, he wants the, my belt. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's right. Well, you know, I had a little, I had a little thing going on at that time, so <laughs> didn't really, didn't really get to uh, dive into that as much as I would have liked to. But maybe, uh, you know, WrestleMania season, maybe, maybe something will come for that. I mean, we do have a title belt over on our side that we have to crown for our champion. So, um, I mean, you heard on me already. Yeah. Who cared about anybody else? <laughs> There'll be a major announcement coming to that. There's going to be some changes going on in the tournament. Um, we'll get to that on Thursday. But I digress. It it's just it, the ceiling with Nikita Lyons is high, and I I I want to I want to be one of those people that jump on board first, but I want to also hold back, like with Braun, same thing. Just you know, see how they progressed his development and see how they present her. With these each individual opponents the yeah. next few weeks. It's a work in progress. It's 
you know, it's that's that's the that's the model of 2.0 right now. It was like, hey, we're gonna throw this person out there, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, what do you think about that um, vignette in the back room with um, Duke Hudson and you know Indy Hartwell talking about their past and everything? So is that so that past is legit? Was what, did they like come in together or? I don't know. Oh, okay. So this is not like so he may he may have been lying. It, it seems like they were together, it, taking pictures. They could be friends, but they're just using that as an angle. Or okay. I don't. I can't say. It's one of those things. It's a fine line, just you know, from there. The the I think I believe it was the last NXT before it went to two point was the Index Wedding. Yeah, right. Uh, that was a phenomenal segment. I loved that segment so much. Uh, so I I love Dexter Loomis, um, and Indy Hartwell too. Like I I like that pairing. Um, I liked when it was Johnny and Candace, the whole... Um, the way. The way, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I liked that whole thing with Austin Theory, too. Uh, I thought everybody played their roles in that really well. Um, but since splitting from that, I'm not seeing much of Index lately. So I would like to see them more on TV. Uh, so hopefully this isn't leading to like a breakup angle and somebody turning heel. Uh, I, w- I don't want that. I, I want to see them more together because I really like that pairing. Um, so Duke Hudson, you know, hey, he's an attractive guy. Looks like he knows how to kiss. And um, we'll see what happens with this. I Again, I mean, obviously we're going to see a match. Probably a stand and deliver. Uh and we'll see. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I don't want this to be the end of Index. So hopefully, I, I think anything it's going to be Indy and Persia splitting up, and you know, Duke trying to manipulate the situation to his benefit. I honestly will say this: I think you put Dexter more on TV. It what they're doing is keeping Dexter fresh and keeping him on people's screens. But I think it he is well overdue for a title shot at the NXT title. Well overdue. Yeah, he hasn't um, he hasn't held a title yet, right? He hasn't held uh, NXT titles at all. He he's yeah. been in there for a while, but I think he's well overdue to have a title run. And whether it's the North American or the NXT Championship, I think him and Breaker would be amazing amazing match. But it's well overdue for him to have. A significant title shot at, at something like this. I mean, pretty now, much. How many times has Champa have gotten a shot? You've got other people getting shots and stuff. Right. Grimes Delphi has got more. now. <laughs> and there's Dexter just literally being vignettes in the back and just standing there and stuff, shaking his head and walking out. It's just, it's let the man wrestle and let it do and uh, do what he needs to. It it's he's it seems like it, it's amazing to see how much he was used during the black and gold era towards the tail end before 2.0. And now with 2.0, he's like very used sparingly for the most part. (laughs) Sorry, we were reading some stupid thing that cringe wrestling takes put up. Uh, (laughs) 
that just like caught my eye when I refreshed Twitter. It's so stupid. People are so fucking dumb. Anyway, but, um, uh, yeah. So I, I was listening to you. I, I think that, <laughs> um, yeah. In Indy's partner, what's her name again? The Hartwell. Not the Persia. Persia, right? Um, I don't really know anything about her. I just know that she kind of came into the picture after the way. So they seem like a good tag team. They're going to be they're in the bracket for next week. I feel like they were I I had thought that they were going to win before this uh this segment. Seems like that's probably not going to happen now cuz of whatever reason, maybe Dexter and uh and uh Duke Hudson get involved on the outside and that's a distraction, another lovely WWE trope. And uh, probably they'll end up losing the match now. So speaking of the Dusty Cup, you had Toxic Attraction standing outside watching the women's tag matches. Why? <laughs> Why? Why have them there if they're not going to do anything? Man. Man. Uh, yeah, so the Toxic Lounge as they're calling it, which is really just like some open area outside in the, you know, where the, the, the audience is or the crowd is. Um, wow. A, what a, what a lifeless, just sad promo segment that was, that starting one. Like, nobody gave a crap about that at all. There was no reaction to anybody talking none it was like you know what it was like it was like um it was like 2k crowd noise being played over them talking because it was so just dead for what and you know they're long i don't even remember what they said because it was so terrible but i just know that these are your women's tag team champions and your women's nxt world champion and they mm -hmm. are getting Less no than reaction. No reaction. Well, it's just negative reaction. It, it's and not negative and booing. Negative as in just nobody cared. The zero, you know, just turn the on the volume scale. Just turn it down below zero. That's how bad it is. Like the only one new one noteworthy thing in that whole segment promo, Mandy was like, they just want to get in the tag divisions because they don't want to deal with me because I'm the greatest. It, it it's just they oh. don't have anybody for Mandy right now, and they're trying to figure out okay who they put in front. They put Kaylee Ray in front of it, but it was one match. They put you know so many other people in front of her, like Raquel and stuff. It was like maybe one match, and then they had a triple threat with Kyra Jade and Rock uh, Raquel Gonzalez. It. It doesn't make any sense. You, if you're going to give a match with Kaylee Ray like you did last, two weeks ago, make it make it more than just one match. And they rushed that real quick where they could have just extended it a lot more further and have a bigger build and build it as she think, Mandy thinks she's the greatest NXT women's champion against the, the champion of champions. Kaylee Ray, who is the longest women's champion in this company's history with, with the NXT UK title. Don't get on me about the whole oh, that well, was her. COVID gap. Okay. 
Don't get me on the COVID gap in between when NXT UK was it wasn't running. It still counts. If you hold a title, you hold yeah. a title. Simple as that. Look at Braun Strowman. He has, still has that green freaking Rumble title. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, giving that back, we don't know. I, so I mean, it it's just that whole segment. It just it didn't move anything it didn't move the needle and that's why a lot of people probably changed well you see what it was what it was trying to accomplish is what i was saying before about what nxt is it's like selling sex basically it's as joel you know joe pearl and on other the other twitter sphere out on fightful lands you know he likes to call it it's high school it's literally it's high school everybody's going around just wanting to have sex kissing making out the you know the the way that they shot the toxic lounge segment is you know camera down looking up chests are out legs it's like you're trying to market for people who aren't even watching this fucking show the young people aren't really watching this show man why why are you I mean, okay. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to be like ageist here and say that old people don't like to, you know, have a good time. Thanks for reminding me about Sunday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's it's just that like this isn't uh, this the uh, the objectifying and no, I'm not a fan of that. You know, it's uh, first of all, it's not marketing to me because I'm gay. That's number one. Number two. You know, we have other men that I like objectifying, but that's beside the point. The point is that we got to just, like, focus, like, let's be more creative than, you know, oh, somebody, some woman's got her legs crossed in a low dress, and now, you know, we have to do this special camera angle to film that. Because it was, I don't, and I don't, honestly, I don't know, except for Mandy Rose, I don't know the names of the other two women in Toxic Attraction. Uh, so at, whichever one was sitting in the middle, she was the one that had the high dress and the legs crossed, and then the other one had tight shirt, tight yeah, shirt. Yeah, you know. Uh, and look, I mean, you could dress that way if you want to dress that way. I'm not disparaging anybody, but this is being kind of done on purpose. You can kind of tell this whole NXT thing is like uh, Mandy and uh, Idris Sanofi, like. That I think it would be just an okay, right? The one that's yeah, like in love so. with him, yeah, uh, with her, and yeah. um, it's like okay, well, we can see what's going on here. The kiss, the make out with Duke Hudson and uh, Persia, Persia, Toronto, yeah. yeah. Right. It, it, it's <sighs> it, it's they're trying to gear it up to some other type of people, uh, some other type. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. You people. Famous you people promos, but they do trying to trying to get like certain demographics and stuff, and then get that casual fan who doesn't under hasn't seen XT for the first time to keep them sticking in it. It, it, Lo and behold, it's kind of hard for them to do so. Um, Other than that, I know the Duke Hudson match. You know that was kind of like, eh, that was okay. It could have been better, but. You know, it was literally like a short match for me. I just tuned out on it halfway through the beginning of the match because of the fact that, it, you know, they were just trying to push the storyline about revenge and all that. It's just, yeah, no. 
I wasn't into it. I wasn't into it. I was just like, okay, what's the next thing? Yeah, I don't even remember who he faced tonight. <laughs> but who did oh, he face? Dante Chen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another person I got my eye on. He's a, <laughs> he's a nice looking guy. Um, I like be a list. Uh, away from, you know, the attractiveness. I do think that he's got some really great potential. And I'm sad that he didn't win this match. But I see why he didn't win this match because they're trying to build up Duke Hudson for whatever they're doing with Index and Persia. So, yeah. Well, main event time. You got a backstage interview about, you know, between Breaker and Thomas. And Champa's not really saying much. He's just lifting weights and Breaker's just asking him questions. Listen, I don't blame Champa at all because if I'm doing something and I don't want to be bothered, get the hell away from me. Man. <laughs> if I'm working out or something, you know, like I'm in the zone and I'm doing something, don't come up to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. So I'm totally in Champa's side with that. Well, main event, Ziggler versus Champa lived up to the hype that it was supposed to be. Yeah, everybody thought this could have been a main a, a WrestleMania match. I thought they should have just left this go into stand and deliver, and then have. And I've been saying this: the NXT champion, if it's Breaker, if it's someone, go on to Mania. I and I'll ask you this because I've asked this to a few people. One, was this matched up to your expectations the way it was set up, or, and two. Do you and we'll, I'll ask you this now, and then you can answer it later. Do you really think in the next few years the NXT title will be on a Mania card at some point? So the first, so the first question of uh, did I think this match was set up right? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I I watched last week when Ziggler made his grand re-entrance into NXT and. Uh, got a good reaction because uh, I don't think it was planned. I don't think his his he wasn't announced as being there, so that's a that's a positive check in the box. Um, Santos Escobar wasn't even on the show tonight. The whole Phantasma, mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, so Elgato like, del Phantasma, Elgato yeah. del Phantasma. Uh, so that was a little strange. Um, because he's like trying to go after the title too, and well, now it's just about Dolph and uh, and Champa, as we saw from that promo that you're just talking about the the interrupting working out promo, where uh, Champa said that hey, you know, we're one and one, and I got to see who the better man is. So there's two of us. So obviously that's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave? Uh, Santos Escobar, I don't know. Uh, he kind of just got cast aside. So I'm not really a fan of how this was built. However, the match was fantastic tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in seeing how the match with Ziggler and Braun Breaker will go whenever they do that, probably at Stand and Deliver. Yeah. And the thing is, is that NXT this year, even though it's been a short year, we're going into March has had a lot of great matches, a lot of great matches. So, I mean, between, you know, this one, and then you had Strong and Walter, 
before he turned around and grabbed the mic and said, my name's Gunther. It, yeah, that, that was match, match was an amazing match. I mean... Nobody really remembers it now, though, unfortunately. <laughs> they remember what happened after rather than the match itself. Right. I mean, they. it's been so far really good matches in NXT at the beginning of 2022, so it's going to be fun to see where they go from here. But this match, you know, the super kit, Ziggler hits a zigzag and thinks it's over, two count. Ziggler I, so... So good at that stuff, and hey, you're like I was saying earlier. This was like the Ziggler of old because man, you just you know he does his matches, and and I just got to be honest with you, I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to him. I haven't paid attention to him on the main roster in quite some time because it's just not entertaining what they've done with him for a while hey, now. And and I'm not even talking about just what what uh, what the. Uh, Robert Roode, like even before that, it's just the it should have been me thing with Drew McIntyre and and with Kofi, and it's like, you know, it just isn't isn't that fun. But this was like prime Dolph Ziggler. This was it, really great. It almost seems like he wants to go into NXT almost on a permanent basis. I hope he does, <laughs> <clears throat> because I mean, it would make sense because it will give him more TV time because he'd be between two brands, basically. So, Ciampa's trying to hit the fairy tale ending a couple of times. The arm gives out. You know, his arm's not doing it after it. Getting it getting it caught on a famous story, I believe. I was watching this, and I was just enthralled into it. Um, but and at the, the end, cameraman. yeah, at <laughs> the end, like, the cameraman <laughs> turns out to be the formerly known as the glorious one, Robert Roode, and interferes in the match, and Ziggler wins. So now we have a match going on after the beatdown, the tag team match next week, possibly uh, with Breaker and Ciampa versus, I hate this name, the Dirty Dogs. I hate should be a name. Z at the end. I don't understand why they have it as now. I, I, my, anytime I was writing reviews, anytime I was, would type it on Twitter, I'm always putting a Z at the end. Just change it to a Z. It just makes sense. <laughs> it, 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 it's just, it's going to be one of those matches where it's going to make Breaker looking like he's got to rally back for the most part, Champa holding his own. But the question is who eats the pin in this match? And we'll find out next Which week, one? too. Oh, next week's match? Yeah. Uh, probably Dolph. Um, not Dolph. Um, Rude. Rude, yeah. Well, this is pretty much how NXT was this week. <laughs> and my headset just died. <laughs> so. Shit. <laughs> well, I mean, you can still hear me, though, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, but if uh, the thing is, is that we're going to wrap this up. And for me, I think the show was okay. You said it was a B, a B minus. I think it was basically a B in itself. Ignore the move along troll behind me. Yeah. <laughs> um, my girlfriend's son makes an appearance in the background. Um, I overall think that the NXT show was really good. I think it became a step down from Vengeance Day, but 
Vengeance Day was like a take is a takeover for them, but that's you know free takeover. Um, I say it was it could have been a little bit better. You know, some parts of it was great and others weren't. But that was NXT this week. You know, so we're gonna wrap it up. Hey, producer, if you're still there, why don't you pop up and tell them where they can find you <laughs> if he's still listening? But uh, why don't we end this up at first and Drew? My friend, tell them where they can find you first. All right. Well, you can find me at Big Money Drew on Twitter. Uh, only follow me if you're a nice person. I don't want any toxic bullshit. I don't want any that stuff. Leave that away from me. Thank you very much. And uh, I am also on Fightful Overbooked every Saturday with Joel Pearl. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Hits and misses. Uh, where we do our top five hits and top five misses of the week in all of wrestling, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite, Impact, sometimes when Impact decides to record for me. And, uh, you know, if there's another show, a GCW, a GCW or, you know, whatever else, a pay-per-view, uh, that's a great show. We, we do that list. And then our favorite wrestler of the week, fun time. And uh, thank you very much for having me on Body Slam tonight. It's always great to have friends on and stuff like that. We got an awesome producer, too, in the franchise, Bad Blood, also in the background helping out. Um, other than that, every Tuesday night here, you know, check out Bodyslams.net's YouTube, uh, YouTube page. You'll find us here doing the NXT review show every week. Um try to be more livelier and remembering a lot of stuff. Like I said, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, other than that, Thursday night, wicked crazy pinfalls every Thursday night, youtube.com forward slash throwback 27. And on the Twitch is YouTube is twitch.tv throwback nine, seven, eight. You'll see that guy over there on sometimes, and you might see some of his former show, uh, appearances where he calls himself the head of the table. So, other than what that, a, what a sorry sack of shit that guy is. Man. Oh, great. Other than that, you know, we're hit me up on here or on YouTube, on Twitter, and throwback978 says right there. Other than that, you know, we're just having fun enjoying this. Um, donate to bodyslam.net, do a slam chat, slam chat says right there on the bottom, and just do a good deed, pay it forward. You know, have a good night, guys. Good night.